Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast number 10. Antifa thug arrested, anti-police demonstrations, and high-speed pursuits. From Portland, Oregon, BizPAC Review reports that it took more than a year, but Portland police finally arrested an apparent member of the domestic terrorist group Antifa in an incident where a motorist's car was attacked as he attempted to drive past protesters who took control of city streets. Sean Clancy, 37, has been arrested and booked into the Multnomah County Jail on a felony allegation of first-degree criminal mischief stemming from last year's clash. Fittingly, police found a pair of brass knuckles and a stun gun, which had an Antifa sticker on it, when arresting Clancy. He now faces an additional charge of carrying a concealed weapon, according to the paper. The incident was caught on video and went viral showing Antifa protesters taking control of city streets in Portland, as Democratic officials bend over backward in an effort to appease the violent thugs. The 75-year-old driver, Kent Hauser, is seen in the video trying to make a right turn as protesters marching down the street approach him. As he turned in his silver Lexus, some of those marching descended upon his vehicle and began striking it. Once he cleared the group, Hauser raced down the street a bit and appeared to get out to check his vehicle for damage, but was quickly set upon again by the mob. Hopping back in his car, he then fled the scene. They beat the living daylights out of my automobile, Hauser told the Oregonian at the time. Investigators were able to identify the suspect who damaged the vehicle as 37-year-old Sean Clancy, the Portland Police Bureau said in a release. Investigators worked with the Multnomah County District Attorney's Office and the case was presented to a grand jury. The grand jury issued a secret indictment warrant for one count of criminal mischief I on August 13, 2019. On Wednesday, officers from North Precinct arrested a subject with an outstanding felony warrant in the 500 block of Northeast Columbia Boulevard, the release added. The warrant was in connection to an incident that occurred involving a demonstration near the 400 block of Southwest Salmon Street. During the demonstration, the driver of a silver vehicle was confronted by some demonstrators and a subject struck the vehicle with an expandable baton, causing damage. Equally fitting, Clancy reportedly told jail intake staff that he works as a bouncer and is currently couch surfing between houses, the Oregonian reported. In what proves to be an interesting statement, Police Chief Danielle Outlaw said, Police will continue working open criminal cases involving protests. I am pleased with our investigators' continued efforts to identify and arrest those who engage in criminal behavior during demonstrations, said the chief. We will continue to work with our partners on all open cases involving criminal activity at demonstration events. From New York City, the New York Post reports that police arrested at least 58 anti-cop demonstrators who flooded the streets of Upper Manhattan to protest a fair evasion crackdown and police in the subways. The crowd swelled to about 200 people soon after the protest kicked off in Harlem. The demonstration was called to protest Governor Cuomo's plan to add 500 police officers to patrol the subway in several high-profile, caught-on-video arrests in the subway system in recent weeks, organizers said. As the group headed east on 125th Street near Malcolm X Boulevard, marchers chanted F the police and fair free New York City. The crowd, some carrying signs that read NYPD out of the subway, then marched north toward the Bronx, shutting down traffic on the 3rd Avenue Bridge by taking over the roadway. I was there in Brooklyn, 
protester Stephanie Meyer said during the march, referring to a similar protest in Brooklyn on November 1st, we have to hold the NYPD accountable, she added. F every racist fascist person out here, these are our neighborhoods, Alicia, of the Bronx, added. In the most recent high-profile arrest in the subway system, a number of Brooklyn cops briefly cuffed a woman selling churros in the Broadway Junction station on November 9th. The cops eventually gave the woman a summons and released her. From Connecticut, the current reports say Waterbury man wanted for a shooting last month almost ran over a police officer after police said they witnessed him make a drug sale from his car and attempted to stop him. Nicholas Daniels, 25, was found with a loaded handgun, a clear knotted bag filled with crack cocaine and $388 in cash, police said. He was arrested and charged with 16 offenses related to the previous shooting and Friday's incident, including assault on a police officer, carrying a pistol without a permit and possession of narcotics with intent to sell, police said. Officers also arrested a passenger in Daniel's car, 22-year-old Brenda Kennedy, and the man who had approached the car on foot during the suspected transaction, 37-year-old Gregory Hadley, Lt. David Silverio said. Daniels was wanted for the October shooting of a 33-year-old man on Wood Street. Police responded that day and found the man with a gunshot wound to his left thigh and right leg. Police said, he was transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries but no suspects were immediately located. Investigators eventually identified Daniels as the suspected trigger man and obtained an arrest warrant, Silverio said. On Friday, Waterbury Gang Task Force and Street Crimes Unit officers were working near North Walnut and Walnut Streets when they witnessed the suspected hand-to-hand -hand drug transaction between a person on foot and the driver of a Toyota Camry, Silverio said. When Daniels saw police cars stop and officers approach, however, he put the vehicle in reverse and smashed into a police vehicle, narrowly missing one officer on foot who jumped out of the way, Silverio said. Officers were able to detain Daniels, Kennedy and Headley there and seize the gun and drugs, police said. From New Mexico, the Silver City Express reports that Grant County Sheriff's deputies were involved in two separate motorcycle pursuits within 24 hours last week, and in both incidents, the men were chased down and arrested. On November 15, a deputy spotted Dominic Duran, the suspect, on a white motorcycle in Bayard Snappy Liquor parking lot according to an incident report. Melvin Costio, public information officer for the Grant County Sheriff's Department, said Duran was wanted on warrants, one of those warrants was for a July incident of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, on a household member, receipt, transportation or possession of a firearm or destructive device by certain persons, false imprisonment, battery on a household member, and criminal damage to the property of a household member. The other warrant was for 2014 charges of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, tampering with evidence, and resisting, evading or obstructing an officer. Sheriff Frank Gomez said that Duran also had a warrant from the New Mexico Department of Corrections for violating his parole. The deputy asked for other officers to respond to the location. Duran got off the motorcycle and entered the store when the deputy came into the parking lot. Duran came out with a woman and they took off on the motorcycle. The deputies received information that Duran had been seen on a bike in the Bayard and Arenas Valley area, Castillo said, they saw a male subject who was about the right size, 
but he had a face mask on so they could not identify him, when he came out, he was not wearing the face mask, then they identified him and he fled. Duran turned on to Jones Street and later stopped at Winifred and Royal Streets, where the deputy then turned on his emergency lights for a T-Raffic stop, after the motorcycle went forward and stopped, the woman got off. Duran then took off at increasing speed, according to the incident report, the chase headed east where speeds ranged increased, Duran then turned onto Carrasco Avenue in Hurley. The deputy saw the motorcycle's tail lights go from standing height to ground level, the incident report states. At the time the tail light lowered to the ground, I observed a silhouette running from the motorcycle into the median, fall, and then continue southeast towards an alley, the deputy says in the incident report. The deputy left his vehicle and chased Duran on foot, running to the alley, where he heard Duran cutting through the backyard of a home on Parasco Avenue. The deputy saw Duran climbing up a porch and trying to jump a wall. The deputy then pulled out his gun and ordered Duran to stop. He complied, and was taken into custody. The deputy reached out to Assistant District Attorney Christopher Copeland, who approved charges against Duran for aggravated fleeing a law enforcement officer and resisting, evading or obstructing an officer, according to the incident report. Duran was taken to the Grant County Detention Center, an order setting conditions of release was filed in Silver City Magistrate Court. Duran, a 27-year-old Bayard resident, was placed on house arrest, but remained in the detention center on Thursday afternoon on other charges. The second pursuit, began when two deputies saw a black motorcycle without a license plate traveling on Kirkland Road, according to an incident report, after the motorcycle, driven by Brandon B. Yegos, was pulled over. B. Yegos kept looking over both shoulders constantly, when Deputy Bart Olson got out of his vehicle and walked toward the motorcycle, B. Yegos turned around and headed north on Kirkland Road. Deputy Trevor Jensen, who was also helping with the traffic stop, followed B. Yegos, B. Yegos passed Sunset Trail and then turned around again, when Olson saw the motorcycle turn, he turned too. I was almost turned around when the motorcycle was approaching from the north direction, heading south, Olson said in the incident report, the motorcycle went around my unit, swerving into the oncoming traffic lane, passed me and continued south. Olson later saw B. Yegos drive past a gate before driving through an opening in the fence on Kirkland Road, Olson along with deputies Joseph Marquez and Matthew Madrid chased B. Yegos on foot. Olson spotted him behind a building before he took off again, he was eventually found and taken into custody. After he was arrested, B. Yegos told Madrid that he had a warrant, which is why he fled, according to the New Mexico Courts website, B. Yegos had a warrant on charges of false imprisonment and battery on a household member, the false imprisonment charge was dismissed, while B. Yegos pleaded no contest to the battery on a household member charge. Officers also discovered that the motorcycle B. Yegos rode in the chase was stolen from Albuquerque. B. Yegos was charged with aggravated fleeing a law enforcement officer, criminal trespass and receiving or transferring stolen motor vehicles first offense. B. Yegos, 20, of Silver City, was booked into the Grant County Detention Center, where he was still being held Thursday afternoon. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.